I was going to subtly have uh, the NFL on on my phone, but the app's not working. Oh. How will I be able to keep track of how shit my fantasy football team's doing now? <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. For this. So welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me, Ian Harris. And me, Graham Jones. And this week we are talking about remakes we didn't know were remakes. And under the introduction or in my notes under the intro, I just have the line, there's fuck all wrong with remakes. And that's basically all I've done. I mean, in in you saying that, you could go off on your there's nothing wrong with remakes diatribe kind of making this a remake of a previous podcast yeah. episode and then if someone had only listened to this and hadn't listened to the previous episode where we spoke about that then this would be a remake that they didn't know was a remake and i mean that's all kinds of meta i mean that's my that's my bag that is so yeah remakes are a thing that happens yeah do we do we have to explain what they are i don't think so they come One in various thing. forms. Some are shot for shot. Some are just the same title. Yeah, it's it's interesting uh, the distinction between a remake and a reboot. What would you say the difference between a remake and a reboot is? I feel like a remake is more of the kind of closer to a shot to shot, with a reboot more being like we're we're redoing this for the current generation and putting a new twist on it well i guess also a big part of a reboot is the assumption is it is the first in a new series of shit yeah potentially because you don't really reboot a standalone film no because that would be a remake well it could be maybe it's not though i don't know so you think reboots are so solely in the area of film series rather than individual films i i think so okay because you're, you're rebooting the... Uh, j- just saying, I mean, I could say... I was going to say, because, you know, like, rebooting the series, but I could just say, well, you know, like, remaking the series. Yeah. So, I'm not sure. It's a difficult one. Or we'll just be wankers and say, reimagining. But that's also another phrase that does get thrown around with this stuff as well, isn't it? So, remakes, reboots, reimaginings. Yeah. Has anything been resized? Um, I don't think so. Maybe? Gary Oldman. <laughs> now the Tiptoes remake or reimagining <laughs> or reboot is what we really need. Not to rehash previous arguments too much, but a lot of people complain that there are cinema is unimaginative now and there are far too many remakes out there. But we thought, you know what? There's a lot of remakes out there that nobody actually knows are remakes. So how have how have you approached this? Where's kind of like your your cutoff point? Is it you were you you were surprised to learn now? Was it surprised before you watched it? After you watched it? These were just films that when I watched them the first time around, I wasn't aware that they were remakes. Yeah, aware now, post watching them. But yeah, at the time, what wasn't wasn't aware at all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, same. One one of them, I think, is like one of my. I know one of yours is as well. One of my go to. This is a remake. Yeah. <laughs> And then two of my three I learnt this week while researching this episode. And I believe I told one of them to you and your response was, wait, what? <laughs> which which is nice. That That's kind of the, 
that's the takeaway we want people yeah. to have from this is wait what i i think that's a that's an accurate review i would say so i i think that's i mean and that's yeah it's interesting certainly and i think we spoke about this when we spoke about remakes before but in a lot of cases when it is the wait what is when people tend to think that these movies are better than yeah. if they knew they were a straight remake and that seems to be the area where people tend to have the most issue with a remake if they know it's a remake oh yeah because people definitely ju- I, I judge a remake i think just from the sheer concept of it being a remake on the on the on the subject of that uh, i decided to do a bit of digging to find the highest grossing remakes of all time okay so i will tell you how much this made mm. and then i want you to guess what film it is Okay. So this remake made $1.6 billion. Oh, Titanic? No. That's over $2 billion now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, don't know. Lion King. Oh, wow. So four, the top four highest oh, grossing remakes are Disney all ones. the Disney ones. So I think it's Lion King, then Beauty of the Beast. Beauty of the Beast? Beauty of the Beast. That's beauty. very philosophical of yeah. you, Ian. There is some Beauty of the Beast. What is Beast? <laughs> Uh, Beauty and the Beast, yeah. Aladdin. Mm. We won't talk about that. And then Jungle Book at four. So, do you know what number five is? Which is a non-Disney remake. Uh, I do not. It. Ah, nice. Yeah, very good actually. I still haven't seen the second one. First one was better than the second one. Second one's still very good, but I think the first. I, one I was think that's slightly but, better. But I think that's kind of the that's been the review of even like the TV series. <laughs> Like the stuff with the kids were better than the stuff when they were grown up. Yeah, I think because it's just it's horror goonies, scarier, isn't it? Yeah. At that point as well. Yeah, yeah. And then again, rehashing conversations we've had previously in the spirit of remakes, uh, the book's weird. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't want to read the book. Well, I'm no. sure it's great. Have you read Stephen King? No, I've read. I I was given Salem's Lot as a Christmas present once. And the sheer length of it completely put me off. Yeah, I've I've read a couple. Uh, obviously, I read the one where a guy time travels in a cupboard in a burger joint and then tries to save John F. Kennedy's life, <laughs> which was all right. Uh, I didn't get into the Dark Tower stuff, which I was surprised by because it seems like my kind of thing. And then I think that's all I've done. Yeah, it's as I say. I mean. I, spoke about it with, with movies as well like there's certain when something gets to a certain like i have to put that much time and investment into into something i it has i i just don't want to yeah <laughs> there's yeah. nothing in me that wants to read anything that long or watch anything that's that long with like you know we've spoken about justice league and other things like that i just which is a fun thing for you to say given the episode we're recording later yeah this is true so uh okay so Remakes, remakes are great. Some people don't know remakes are remakes. On that note, what is your movie recommendation nobody asked for this week? It is a film we've spoken about before on this podcast, and it is a film that I did know was a remake at the time, and that's because when it came out, everyone was like, oh my God, this is about the 10th time it's been remade. And that film is A Star Is Born. Ah, nice. (laughs) Which came out in 2018. It's, yeah, it's great. I... When it was first like advertised and stuff, I didn't realise it was a remake. And then everyone was like, oh yeah, there's one with, uh, what's her face with a big nose? Get her name. Uh, Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. <laughs> but everyone did say, what's her face yeah, with yeah. a big nose? Um, which is why I re- recollected it like that. But yeah, just a really, really good film. It doesn't, I don't, I 
I've not seen any of the others, so I don't know how closely it is to How many are there? I think there's about three or four others, maybe? There's quite a lot. Yeah, and from, like, surprisingly far far back as well, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah, obviously, Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. It's the story that's been told five or six times before with its own take on it. Uh, really good music in it. Obviously, we spoke about that on um, on a previous episode. That's something that has definitely changed because there was a lot of the tracks that were written for this one that were done by Bradley Cooper and stuff. Yeah, yeah, just a just a great movie. Really enjoyed it. Um, I'm interested to see what because I thought Lady Gaga was very very good in it. Obviously, her first sort of turn at acting. I'm interested to see House of Gucci. So, yeah, that looks like it. But it's also a film that I have assumed. I don't know a lot about it, but I've assumed it's three hours long. Yeah, I, I genuinely don't know, to be honest. What are you going to say? Just just, just off of who's in it, posters and the Oscar buzz, it feels like it's going to be a lengthy film. Two, two hours, 36 minutes. Two hours, mm. 30, yeah. eight. Oh, that was close. That was a quite quite impressive. But also, if you'd got any closer, yeah. I would have assumed you'd cheated. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think two, two minutes out is just... Because why cheat the two minutes? Yeah. Like, if you were going to cheat, you would go for less than that. Obviously, that also might be might have been my thinking. Ah, true. Maybe. My double bluffing. Maybe. I'm not. I, it was just a guess. So, yeah, two hours, 38. So, if you want a film that isn't a remake and also cannot, in a weird way, be linked back to Barbara Streisand, are there any other films you might think of? Uh, oh, I was going to say Midsummer, but I'm fairly sure Barbara Streisand plays the bear. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, Midsummer. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm fucked today. <laughs> I've had, <laughs> I've had uh, a rather long weekend that wasn't so much just drinking, lots of lack of sleep, quite disorientated. Woke up from a nap about two hours ago. Uh, can't think of a funny way to introduce Midsummer <laughs> like it's the first time I'm recommending Midsummer. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Midsummer, go watch it. It's great. Nice. <laughs> and and on that note, I believe it's my first choice. It is your first choice. My first choice. And then transition music. Are you okay to continue? I mean, I'm. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. So uh, my first choice is uh, a film from 1994, which was fun fact the first film with a budget over a hundred million dollars. Oh, blimey. Uh, so that is James, because James Cameron likes spending money, obviously. Yeah. That is James Cameron's True Lies. So mm. True Lies is a spy movie starring Arnie and Jamie Lee Curtis. And basically, Arnie plays the secret agent for Omega Sector called Harry Trasker. Uh, and his wife thinks he's a boring computer salesman and lives this boring, like, mundane life. It's all about her finding out about it and things like that. It's a really, it's a fun film. Mm. Like it, it's kind of, I, I think Arnie's first successful jump into action comedy, right? Because uh, he'd done like Last Action Hero, which was a notorious box office bomb. Yeah, I weirdly, and I know they're definitely not the same film. I always confuse um, Last Action Hero and uh, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those are two very, very different films. Uh, Jingle All The Way is great. Oh, it, a lot of time for Jingle All The Way. Um, I have a lot of time for Last Action Hero, but also it's like a very meta... Have you watched it before? I haven't, no. Oh, I can't remember. He, he plays an incredible character name because it's 
purposefully over the top. But he, uh, I think it's Slater. Jack Slater? Maybe? But he, uh, yeah, Arnie is playing a movie character who, and a kid gets sucked into an action film, basically. Right, okay. And it's great. But it's not True Lies. So True Lies, (laughs) I I think, is kind of the film where Arnie realised he was funny. Right, okay. And not just uh, he's built like a comic book character funny kind of thing. Like, he's... He is very good in the film, and everyone involved is. It, it's uh, it's just fun. What I didn't know was that it is a remake of the 1991 French comedy La Totale, <laughs> which means the total. Okay, uh, and it was directed by a guy called Claude Ziddy. You know, you know, the problem here is that you didn't have um, you didn't have Total Recall or La Total Recall. Nice. La Total Re- I should have. I should have come up with that myself. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to re-edit the podcast just so that I come up with that joke. Uh, but yeah, no, my uh, I did not have La Total Recall. Uh, it's. I, I haven't seen it, but I kind of read through the Wikipedia plot of it, and the reason I haven't seen it mm. is that even though True Lies was a success. So yeah. it made over $400 million. Jamie Lee Curtis got a Golden Globe for it. Um, it was Oscar nominated for special effects. Do you know who it lost out to for special effects in 1994? Uh, Shakespeare in Love? Forrest Gump. What? Obviously, the effects-heavy blockbuster that was Forrest Gump. I mean, all they did, wasn't it, like, Photoshop out someone's, um, someone's legs and, um, and give him a beard? <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, the only thing I can assume is Tom Hanks was a robot. Yeah. But, yeah, so it was a successful film. It was in talks to have a sequel as well, but the sequel got delayed, and then 9-11 happened, and terrorists weren't really fodder for action comedy anymore. So uh, the sequel never happened. But it was popular and successful enough that there was... A call for a sequel out there, but it still never got. <laughs> La Tatale never got an English subtitle or dubbed release. Okay. So even off of the back of the the success of True Lies, it still didn't get anything, and I just think that's a little bit insane. It sounds like they're very similar, uh, or at least like the so the second act of the film mm. where she's uh, the wife character. Um, is basically being led along by this con man. Right. And the con man says he's a spy, and then her husband finds out, and it's all... It it goes all... It goes very kind of heisty, mm. like double-crossing and spying on each other and things like that. Yeah. It sounds like that is exactly the same as True Lies, but then True Lies threw in nuclear weapons, <laughs> which seems to be the the big difference between the two. Is that there is a nuclear explosion in Florida in True Lies, and there isn't one in uh, the French movie. La Total got six point three on IMDb. Yeah, uh, True Lies seven point two. So yeah, it has done very well for itself for a film which sounds like vast swathes of the middle of it were drawn entirely from another film. They've just replaced the guy with what I'm assuming is a much more muscular Austrian man. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a fair assumption to make that he would be uh, much more muscular. Yeah, and then that obviously leads us on to the the next big question: uh, If you had to remake a film, 
with Arnie, what film would it be? Um, Lord of the Rings. Who would Arnie be? Everyone. Oh, so full Eddie Murphy it? Yeah, yeah, full Eddie Murphy. I'd watch that. He's a fat suit on his knees, so he, he goes um, goes full... Uh, uh, oh, why is my brain not working? What's his name? Gary Oldman? Oh, Gary Oldman. You've already made a Gary Oldman joke on this podcast. I know. And you've blanked on it the second time, which is an interesting one. I've got Gary Oldmanesia. Um, it's a thing. It's real. Yeah. And for all of those affected by Gary Oldmanesia, a phone number will be left at the end of this episode. Yeah, it's very it's it's shorter than normal though. Hey. No, I, I like the I like the idea of an Arnie yeah. heavy uh Lord of the Rings. Uh I'm not sure what I'd throw him into. I don't know whether you would go kind of like action y or comedy y. I or maybe like um just go like full you know, so you use a film we spoke about a fair few times in the podcast, full like really dramatic and, and quite depressing we could go like i daniel blake with um i arnold schwarzenegger i arnold schwarzenegger oh if you want bleak and depressing <laughs> uh well obviously austrian dude yeah let's put him in downfall yeah uh you know if robert carlyle can play hitler so can arnie and really that's the takeaway everyone should have i thought you said and so can i initially i was like okay fair enough i've wanted to do many things in my life that i don't think i'm equipped for and playing Hitler is not one of them. Because I don't want to do it, not that I think I'm equipped for it. Uh, I'm glad that you clarified that. First of all, full beard. Secondly, next to no acting ability. Third, I can't speak German. No, these, these are all true. But yeah, obviously that's where this conversation was going, was going to go. Arnie playing Hitler. But yeah, true, true lies. I, I think it's... Uh, it's a brilliant film. I think it's, like I've, like I've said, it's much loved, and I don't think anybody had any idea that it was a remake, especially because the film never got a UK release. Because mm. usually if, when this happens, the original film will try to, like, coattail it a little bit. Yeah, like, I wonder if it was, was a, a product of the time, and whereas if it happened now then it would be chucked on all of the streaming platforms and they'd probably yeah, do prob- it. Whereas yeah, no, true. The, the investment probably around doing it back then probably didn't justify it. Well, this would have been full VHS territory as yeah. well. And they, you know, people had to get that, that tape in the VHS. You had to like literally get a buyer out and you write, wrote the subtitles on the yeah, tape. Yeah, and you had to get the little bit of uh, tape yeah. over the thing that stops you recording so you can start producing more. Exactly. I like to think you could only produce one tape at a time. Someone had to record the film. Yeah, and watch it every time as well. Yeah. And, and someone's you know, job was just to watch every VHS release ever, over and over and over. It's like this is the 3,000th time I've watched the Pokemon movie. Nice. That really disappointed me as a child. What, the, fir- the Pokemon the first movie? Yeah, the first one. Yeah, I-, I think I enjoyed it. I also think I was at the age where I felt like I should enjoy it, so I did. Yeah. I remember getting a... I, I think the biggest draw was some free Pokemon cards that came with it. Yeah. Was there a Mew? It was the ancient Mew. Ah, yeah. Which was in weird... Weird ancient language. Weird ancient language. Double-sided holographic. Nice. I have it somewhere. And on that note... <laughs> on that bombshell... <laughs>
much like my recommendation, this is a film that we've spoken about before, but at length and is probably referenced nearly every week, even if it's not relevant to anything we're talking about. That film is uh, 1982's The Thing. It is... Not, not, not to be confused with the reboot, The Thing. Yeah. <laughs> 2006? Something like so, that? Maybe a bit, maybe a bit later, later, but not much later. 2011? Uh, yeah, that got, that got quite panned, didn't it? I don't think it was as bad as people said it was, but yeah. it was still not necessary. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I saw the thing, I think, first time, I, again, it was one of those ones, I came to it fairly late, but, yeah, even so, wasn't aware that it was any kind of remake territory. Yeah, um, not, as, not as early as Predator, but I definitely watched that. That was a sick day dad oh, rental really? from... Uh, nice. It's still up there, I think, as one of my... Um, one of my favorite films, certainly one of my favorite like horror movie films. Um, oh, a hundred percent. Because for all the reasons we say every single episode. Yeah, I was gonna say I won't keep going into it, but obviously all of the um the stuff around the practical effects and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, it just is it given that it is thirty, forty years old. Fuck me, next really? year. Yeah. It just but because I was because it was in the eighties. And I was born in the 80s. I was like, it's 30-something years old next year. And then I was like, oh, no, it's it's 40 years old. And then I just had a sudden realisation of my own mortality that I'm coming up to 40 years old in not too many years' time. Hence the kind of pause and um, not not kind of <laughs> saying anything else for a couple of seconds there. So I do apologise. But, I yeah, I was just confronted with my own mortality as a result of realising that the thing turns 40 next year. And that's why people tune in. <laughs> Everybody... Everybody is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if the thing is right. Ra- also, does this, uh, just as a... I've been listening to too much Three Bean Salad because I want to invoke Pompadou. <laughs> Pompadou? Yeah. Um, but uh, just as a, a peek behind the curtain, because I'm picking the thing and the thing is always all of the uh, choices, is this double the thing? And how, like, how is it the thing squared? No, so because exponentially... you, you, you're picking the movie The Thing, not The Thing from The Thing. Okay. So if you were picking enough. the thing, then yes, but because you're picking the thing, then no, you don't get the thing bonus. Okay, that's a shame. But yeah, I, great film. So eight point one out of ten on IMDb. I think it's universally loved. It's it's very good. Obviously, we I think we spoke about before a fairly decent N sixty four game. I think it was or Xbox PS two. I think. Okay. But yeah, it turns out it is a remake of a 1950s B-movie, um, The Thing from Another World, which, despite being a B-movie, is actually quite well-reviewed. Again, on IMDb, it's got a 7.1 rating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I haven't seen it, but the summary is scientists and American Air Force officials fend off a bloodthirsty alien organism while at a remote Arctic outpost, which is The Thing. I think it's le- it's less body horror-y. I think it's just like an alien dude yeah so i don't think it necessarily has so much of the like the tension of like is are you the thing kind of thing if you get what i mean yeah um <laughs> i'm not as you, far as i'm aware yeah, but that's what the thing would say yeah get me a petri dish and some copper <laughs> but yeah i have I've, i haven't seen it have you, have you ever watched the, the thing from another world i i think i've seen bits and pieces but i i, I haven't seen it all yeah but i do i love the I have so much time for a good B movie title. Like yeah. the thing from another world is Oh, it's up there, isn't it? Oh yeah. 
I mean, if you go to more like this, you've got them, the day the Earth stood, stood still, the blob, forbidden planet, creature from the Black Lagoon. I mean, they're all very... The beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Nice. Um, yeah, they're yeah. all... Day the Earth Stood Still had a remake and it was shite. Keanu Reeves? Yeah, Keanu Reeves. It annoys me, right? Why do I remember Keanu Reeves was in a remake of The Day the Earth Stood Still, which I've never seen either of, but... Ten minutes ago, you couldn't remember I the name of remember a joke you'd already made. Yeah, of what the fuck is his name? Oh wow, wow! <laughs> I thought you were joking, <laughs> Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. God, you I need. I just need to sleep for a week. Yeah. For all those affected by Gary Oldman nausea, please stay tuned to the end of the podcast. Oh my god. We're going to have to get you to film a fake like charity ad at the end, <laughs> like Johnny Vegas on Taskmaster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I look. I, I I do actually I do actually want to watch the the original because as I say it's well reviewed and if it's the source material for the thing, which is fantastic, I'd be interested to see uh, how it holds up. Obviously, I'm assuming it doesn't necessarily benefit from all of the um, practical effects and things like that. But yeah, I mean the story itself is is a great one, and yeah. I had no idea that this was this was anything other than from the mind of John Carpenter, which apparently it's not. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind uh, to retroactively re-talk a little bit about my choice before I talk about yours. With True Lies, mm. I don't think I would watch another remake of it. Unless maybe a TV series. Okay. Like a True Lies miniseries, I think, could work. But I don't think it... I think it's done. Like, on the Inception level of remakes, the one is fine. Yeah. What about with The Thing? What, a new one? So would you watch a new The Thing? Well, I don't think so, because we had the 2011 one, and I didn't yeah. watch that. And I do, I like it so much that I don't think I'd necessarily want to. But you never know. Again, similar, actually. A HBO miniseries of The Thing yeah. would be very cool, and I'd watch that. Yeah, I so mean, like, it'd be I, freezing there in the Arctic. Yeah, a yeah, like I wouldn't want to watch. I wouldn't want to watch a remake of the thing, but I would like like an expanded thing universe. Yeah, like other the thing movies could be quite interesting. Well, given given that it's a fairly open ended ending as well. Yeah, like where yeah where does it go? What's what's next? Yeah, that could be could be really interesting. Oh, so what we're saying is sequel rather than a remake yeah a a belated sequel yeah which uh we'll add that to the uh future episode idea list well there's been quite a lot hasn't there that have come through like way after the um i'm looking at you mary poppins yeah but that was great oh yeah like it was great oh no no i i i (laughs) no 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 issues with that at all yeah i was thinking more on the lines of um uh transporting two they're doing a well speaking of miniseries yeah. Uh, they've just announced they're doing a Begbie TV series. Uh, Robert Carlyle's character oh. is getting a TV show. Oh, nice. Which is, uh, which could be fun. I recently watched Robert Carlyle in, as the Prime Minister in Cobra on Sky, which was huh. surprisingly not shit. Huh. Obviously, we're back on to Robert Carlyle. He played Hitler, if you, because I mentioned it 10 minutes ago, so I don't know if you'd forgotten or not. No. Uh, no, I, don't, I didn't forget that. And also, I remembered the person whose name I couldn't remember is Gary Oldman. Nice. Played Winston Churchill, not Hitler. So for this, we are going for a Nicolas Cage film. 
that I don't think we've actually talked about yet. Okay. So, this is a film from 2000. Nicolas Cage plays Memphis Reigns. What a name. A car thief extraordinaire who needs to steal 50 cars in 72 hours in order to save his brother's life from Christopher Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston, who puts on his native Lancashire accent as a gangster in the film. So this is uh, 2000's Gone in 60 Seconds, mm. a film Chris Rackleson described as terrible. Uh, apparently, before he was in Doctor Who, people mostly recognised him from this film, and they would shout, you were in Gone in 60 Seconds, mate. You were shit. And Chris Rackleson's response was, and I have, I have to laugh at that, because I was. <laughs> so... Gone in 60 Seconds is a remake of Gone in 60 Seconds, which is a film from 1974 that was written, directed, produced, starred, and some of the stunt work by a guy called H.B. Halicki. And to be fair, the film sounds like it was fucking insane. So Gone in 60 Seconds is a loose remake of the film. Um, There's no, like... So, in the Nicolas Cage version, he's trying to save his brother's life. That's the driving thing behind him trying to get these uh, cars. In the original, he's trying to steal these cars because the drug dealers offered him a shitload of money. Fair enough. So, he's trying to steal 48 cars. Isn't uh, the, I mean, the driving thing behind the cars is the engine, isn't it? Uh, yeah, unless, like, the Flintstone kind of car. Here's but, a fact for you. Did you know that back in like the thir- 20s and 30s, the highest proportion of cars in America were electric? Wait, what? Yeah. No. Mm. That's very interesting. It is very interesting. That's a proper shitty pub quiz question. It is a massively shitty pub quiz it's question. It's like the, yeah. uh, uh, I have to do a patronising voice on this. Uh, do you know who the largest tyre manufacturer is in the world? No. Lego. Nice. Lego produced the most tyres. Talking of tyres, isn't it weird that Michelin do tyres and rate restaurants? I still can't get my head around that that's the same company, and why is that the same company? Um, it's because it was to get people driving. So you would drive to restaurants. So yeah. they would release it in a, in a guide, because the more restaurants you go to, the more tyres you use. <laughs> I don't know that that's necessarily true. No, no, it, it, it's my my, under, my understanding. No, as is, in, I don't think you use more tires oh, if you go to more restaurants. Well, more I mean, point. you on on a on a literal pedantic level, yes, you do. <laughs> but on a logistical level, no. Unless you're like a restaurant reviewer who has to drive three meals a day, yeah, fifty, sixty <laughs> miles or something like that, then maybe. But yeah, it, it was to get people driving more. But it, it took me a long time to realise they were the same. Oh, the same company. Yeah. It's like, oh, co- what a coincidence that you have Michelin stars and then you have Michelin tyres. Like, yeah. you'd think someone would have put a stop to that. You, yeah, you, you'd have thought so. Anyway, yeah. sorry, obviously we, we went from um, whatever the fuck you were talking about to Michelin stars. So, uh, Chris, Chris Frackleston, yeah. shit, crazy movie, drug dealers. Yeah. So there was no official script. Uh, there was just an outline of what was going to happen. Uh, there is a 40-minute-long car chase at the end of the film, and in filming that, they destroyed 93 cars. How does that um, tally up to Blues Brothers? Blues Brothers is like so, 200 or something, isn't it? Blues Brothers, I think, has the most destroyed in one scene. Okay. Um, but given this was an independent movie from the 70s, 
Yeah. It's they bought them all, I think, on average for two hundred dollars each from like an auction, basically. Nice. In total they destroyed hundred and twenty seven. The editor was a guy called Warner Layton, and listening to him is fucking hilarious because he's clearly just really annoyed because <laughs> Without a script, he had no idea what he was to do, what he had to do with the footage that was given to him. And apparently, on the DVD commentary, he described the script for that. There's a construction site scene, um, which is part of like the main pursuit. Yeah. Uh, and the script he was given was a piece of cardboard with a circle drawn on it. And Haliki said, "That's the dust bowl. We went around it twice. That's your script." <laughs> so, cool. I mean, they. Uh, they filmed at the scene of... Uh, so, Hiliki got a call, basically, saying that a train had derailed. So they went and shot scenes near the derailed train. Yeah. They set up a fake accident, and then they had to clear it away because there was an emergency call and fire engines couldn't get past it. So they just filmed the fire engines in traffic for just for footage they might be able to use later. <laughs> Several real accidents happened on the set as well. So a lot of stuntmen very nearly died. H.B. Hillicky himself compressed 10 vertebrae in an accident while making the film. And he said he felt fine afterwards, but other people say he never walked the same again. Um, Jesus. I mean, has, I think the spine has only got something like 33 or something. Like, that's a lot. Yeah, it could only be described as too many vertebrae. Yeah. Oh no! By, so by the time you're an adult, you only have 24 because some of them fused together. So nearly, nearly, nearly compressed half. the majority of his spine. That's crazy. Uh, H. B. Hickey actually died making Gone in 60 Seconds 2. So he died on set, like I think this water tower, right? Um, preemptively fell over, which triggered something, and yeah, it was um, it was a tragedy. But uh, yeah, like. For all intents and purposes, the making of Gone in 60 Seconds sounds better than either of the films. <laughs> like, I, it, the more I, I had to read a number of different sources of all of that because it all sounded like it was lying. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how that much shit could go on and the film continue to be made. Yeah, that is kind of, um, kind of nuts. Really. Yeah. So, it, it, like I said, it's a loose remake in that I think they share the same title. One of the the cars they steal all have given like code names, and right. one of them is Eleanor, which yeah. is a customized 1971 Ford Mustang. Nice, and that's really it. That's all the similarities, and them having to steal a load of cars in a short period of time. Nothing else is the same. Um, Does it, do they not do the, uh, the the fingers in the air? Yeah, which obviously doesn't translate to audio medium. But I was I was. M- miming Nicholas Cage. It, it was great. We we both did it. We locked eyes. It yeah. was a beautiful moment for us both. Uh, no, they don't. One of my most actually one of my um one of my earliest Nicholas Cage memories. Oh really? That scene in, in Gone in sixty seconds. It, it was probably one of the earliest I watched as well because it was it was too stupid to be offensive. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I think also it would have been something that we again it was probably a a video world rental job. Yeah, but yeah. So I I just always assumed it was a standard generic Nicolas Cage movie from the early two thousands. I only found out it was a remake when I, in preparation for this episode, googled remakes I didn't know were remakes. Which <laughs> oh, well, Google's really uh, very really specific now. Stuff yeah, very you, right? specific. You you are one um, with the algorithm. Helped me help me find my keys earlier. <laughs> well, they were in the door. Ah, uh, yep. 
we were we were ambushed by a guy giving us wine. <laughs> That's the true answer, and I'm not going to embellish on it anymore because the true story is a lot less interesting than that. So yeah, yeah, I I, I no idea it was a remake at all. Did you? Uh, no, no, no. It did. No. <laughs> I'm not. No. no. I was going to try and make a point and then realised I don't have the mental capacity to find the words for it. So I'm just going to say, no, I didn't realise it was a remake, no. Ian. Yeah, this is a good choice, Ian. Well done. <laughs> but no, I, I think we've, we've already talked at length about, I mean, we have an entire episode on films we'd remake with Nicolas Cage, so I don't necessarily feel like we need to throw that uh, that question out there. Uh, no. But yeah, got only 60 seconds. So the, the remake has got 6.5 on IMDb and the original has got 6.4. So it's pretty much the same. I just think they kind of, I think the phrase would be Brookheimid it up. Okay. Uh, but I would, I, I, I want to watch the original now. Uh, and more than that, I want to watch a documentary on the making of the original now. Because yeah, it I sounds think, fucking insane. I think that part is the thing that's, that's more interesting. Would, would you quite, how would, with the, like the deep faking technology that's there now, how about we do the original, but like make Nicolas Cage as part of the original? I mean, yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, I, I would also like to watch a film of the making of the original. Yeah, starring Nicolas Cage. Yeah, like adaptation style. Yeah, nice. And then he'll play himself. Yeah, you'll then shoot into the future of them filming the remake. Yeah, and he plays himself. <laughs> okay, should boom sorted. <laughs> So my second choice is a film that has the poster has adorned many of the wall of a male fresher at university. Um, oh, is it uh, the movie of that Che Guevara poster? <laughs> uh, not quite. No, it is um, 1983 Scarface. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm yeah. fairly sure everyone had a Scarface poster. What else? At what, what, what else is up on the wall of a, a fresher from unis? Like I don't know if it's changed, but. Uh, Back to the Future was a big one. Yeah, um, that French cat poster. Yes, there was a lot of those. A lot of those. There was a lot of Pulp Fiction. A lot of Pulp Fiction. I had Pulp Fiction one. Of course you did. And I had a big Reservoir Dogs one as well. I, I, I had the Big Lebowski. I think I had Vertigo. Have you recovered? <laughs> yeah, barely. It's all the caffeine I drink. <laughs> um, I can't remember what I had at uni. In the, When I used to live by myself in the flat, I had a lot of framed movie posters. Yeah. And oh, because you're, you're a sophisticated, cool kind of guy. And so, yeah. I'm not going to um, put posters up. I'm going to put framed posters yeah, up. Yeah, well, I, I had, and they were all uh, fancy ones that looked like they'd been drawn. Okay, nice. So uh, there was a, a Mad Max poster yeah. that I really liked. Uh, there was Vertigo, Casablanca, a couple of other wanky ones. There was a Star Wars one. That's another big uh, Star Wars A New Hope poster. Yeah. It was a big one that went around. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you another one that used to pop up quite a lot at, at Freshers thing. I don't know if it ever went into many, like, if people bought it, but it was always on the, in the post of things that the Freshers yeah. fairs was, you know, the, the fake um, picture of the people having lunch on a girder whilst doing, like... Um, oh, that's not a fake picture. It is a fake picture. They, there's a whole thing about it at Rockefeller Centre. I thought it was, a, it was really taken up there. They just weren't on their lunch break. It was staged. No, no, they weren't, have, they weren't like... It's not a real picture. Oh, that's, at least that's, at least the one, at least the like famous one at Rockefeller Center. Yeah, apparently isn't because there's a whole thing about it and like that's, that has reminded is... me. I had that on my wall in Freshers because <laughs> I like that. Oh, that, that that's that's uh, that shook me back into reality. 
uh, but Do yeah, they, are those things are just we're, we're yeah. So your choice. Um, are the po- big poster books still a thing? Big poster books, like in like uh, so like Freshers Fair, H and B, big massive things you would turn through to look at the posters. Uh, they are in Paris because when I was in Paris recently, we decided that you know first holiday together, let's get something that you know when we move in we can get like a nice frame put up on the wall we went down like all along the river there's loads of places that have got they sell like books and blah blah and a lot yeah. of them have like posters and they have those things there and they have like lots of different scenes in paris and also like all like random stuff as well so they do have them okay they refuse to take uh so i we found one we liked tried to buy it um it was two euros Tried to pay with five euros. Guy wouldn't take it. Didn't want to give us change, um, <laughs> which was extremely annoying. Uh, so we didn't end up buying a Paris picture in Paris. I bought one of them Amazon when we got home. Nice. <laughs> but we're going to tell everyone, apart from you, dear listeners, you'll know the real story when you come around my house. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come around my house, please. Yeah, um, fun, 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 fun story. We actually. Uh... He asked for two euros, but he only had five, so we just gave him the five euros and left. That's where this post has come from. Yeah, no, actually what happened is we gave uh, nine English pounds to Jeff Bezos instead. Yeah. <laughs> and then he locked eyes with me and said, you know what, this has changed my opinion of the English people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're, you're, so you're, sorry, back, back to your choice, which yeah. is the people sitting on the Rockefeller steel girder. <laughs> yeah, it's a Scarface. Scarface. Um, so Scarface is um, Scarface is a great film. Al Pacino is is very good. I think it it does fall into that kind of category of like it's 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 one of those stereotypical like guys' favorite films films um, along with like Shawshank Redemption and a few others. Yeah, um, I pers- personally preferred Goodfellas. Goodfellas is a better movie. I, I, I it's like... not a remake though, so I can't choose it in. No, no, no. Of course, prick. of course. But I I, I like Scarface. I like Scarface, but I don't necessarily think it's one of the best films ever made, like a lot of people do. Oh no, it's 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 not like that. It's just a very good film. Yeah. It's not one of the best ever made. Oh, it's I just wasn't, good. It wasn't 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 claiming it's, it's, it was. it's okay to just be good. Oh no, I'm talking more about the uh, the same people who had also. So, what are your favourite films? Uh, well, Scarface, uh, Fight Club. Uh, have you seen Rick and Morty? Because I don't think you understand it like I do. Is that that kind of person has Scarface as their favorite film? Yeah, yeah. Sexual and Source is a metaphor, man. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's just just a just a very good film. I watched it um, probably at the time that most people watched it, so it was probably about fourteen, fifteen. And obviously at that time, it's very cool for yeah. Yeah, the yeah. young adolescent brain. But yeah, Al Pacino's great in it. It's it's kind of sad. I think we spoke about Al Pacino recently on when we were talking about the um, his uh, Don Cacino thing in um, Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. It is it is quite sad to, for some actors who were you know fantastic and where they've ended up. I do I do like how doing this podcast now means that I have really weird movie knowledge I've just retained because as soon as you said Jack and Jill, my brain just went. It's got three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> 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 I wonder if that is the lowest rated Al Pacino movie. I'd hope so. You would have thought? You know what? I haven't seen that many Al Pacino films. No, I haven't either. I've seen Scarface. I've seen Godfather. He's in The Godfather, right? He is in The yeah, Godfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I've, se- I've seen them, but never. I was, I, I've seen a lot more De Niro than I have Pacino. Well, it's because De Niro is closer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh...
I've full on delirium. That's a lot. I'm, I'm finding that a lot funnier than I should. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure it works as a joke. It's the meme of like Robert De Niro, Robert DeFaro, and there's oh, him yeah. really up close yeah, and yeah, far yeah, away, yeah. and so you can see him easier because he's De Niro. This this De Niro, yeah, is small. <laughs> the one out there is those, far those, away. Those De Niros are far away. Uh, I like the implication that there's like a farm of De Niros. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be fun. Um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, it turns out Scarface is a remake. So Scarface originally was a film from the 30s. Very much the same ambitious, over-the-top violent gangster climbs the ladders of success to the mob and his weaknesses end up proving to be his downfall. Haven't seen it. Um, it's also fairly well-reviewed um, in terms of if we take the IMDb rating, so 8.3 for the 80s version, um, the 1932 version has 7.8. Oh, okay, still good. So yeah, still good. I don't know, and it's I've I've not kind of dug into it enough, but I don't think that this necessarily is um, the original kind of comes in from the um, uh, immigrant yeah. standpoint. I don't think that necessarily is the same, although I could be wrong, so apologies for anyone that has seen the original. Um, but just looking at kind of looking at tangentially and, and seeing some pictures it doesn't look like that might be the case but yeah it's interesting i've and actually in 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 reading about this and in reading about even with the the, the thing the original thing it's i realized like there's definitely a cutoff point probably 70s but i haven't really seen much before i've not really sought out a lot of movies like pre-70s yeah. and then like if if you were to plot it on a bell curve, like it would be much more toward. Why are you laughing at that? I just, I, I, I love that you can't remember Gary Oldman, but you're willing to talk in depth about the bell curve of your movie viewing habits. It's just, I am fascinated about how your brain works. <laughs> All I'm saying is there'd be a long tail from like the the early earlier part of the century, and we're we're ramping up from the 70s. It's probably peaking. 90s to mid 2000s and actually yeah. it's probably actually it's probably not much of a bell curve we're probably on on the upwards ascendancy more a, more a line yeah it'll be a bell curve probably closer to the time of my death and we're back to my mortality yeah uh, <laughs> when do you think that'll be <laughs> uh, i'm not my, my gi- pro- give it please don't given given our given oh, our yeah. rates of manifesting things let's not predict my death no, that's, 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 that's fair i want to i i want to cling on just long enough for them to be able to turn me into a hologram yeah that's uh i don't ask for much in this crazy be, crazy world i mean to be fair I'm not saying that you I, I want you to go anywhere right now but they could turn you into a hologram now they yeah, did but it with not, two-pack yeah but not like the i'm talking more the arnold rimmer hologram rather than the two-pack shakur hologram okay so yeah, my con- my consciousness, not just my back catalogue. Right. No, I would be great at Coachella. I'd watch you at Coachella. So Scarface, would you watch? Do you think Scarface needs another remake? Does it need another remake? Um, it could be interesting, actually, um, yeah. to see something that's like a little bit more. Because I think it's so, it's so eighties. Yeah, it is massively 80s. I You're think right. you could quite easily make a completely fresh take on it more modern. Yeah, and I also... Yeah, just with... Um, 
just with thinking of like even if it's i suppose it probably would still go down the route of sort of like uh, drug gangs and stuff but like whether or not other elements of sort of more modern criminal maybe it's like he's like a he's a fucking um uh cyber what no graham words words graham gary oldman <laughs> maybe he's gary oldman um maybe cyber he's gary oldman <laughs> maybe he is some kind of like cryptocurrency fraudster okay and at the end, he's instead of like snorting mounds of cocaine, he's just like burying his heads in a bunch of hard drives. <laughs> so those hard drives are going to get you. Yeah. US, USB sticks are a gateway to uh, hard they drives. They are, yeah. Don't know. Static state or uh... <laughs> solid state? You mean? Shit. Yes, I did. You did. Ah. Do you want to try that again? Solid state. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, you're you're. Is it rubbing off? It is rubbing <laughs> off a little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, th- I, I, I think I would be quite not. Ha- I don't not that I wouldn't be put off by the idea of a Scarface remake. No, I wouldn't. And maybe you go, um, you know, there's. Hear me out for a second. As you spoke earlier, a lot of the highest grossing remakes are all Disney films. Yeah. Why don't we make Scarface with Scar from The Lion King? Scarface. Yeah. Interesting. Lion-based gangster movie. Lion-based gangster movie. Don't know what we're substituting the Coke for. Um, Lion Coke. Lion Lion Coke. Don't know. That was just, I mean, that's as far as I've got with workshopping the idea so far. But, you know. That that, that works. So so Simba would be... I could could see you doing like a... Well, speaking of... uh, Oh, it could be like a... Yeah, like... uh, Simba trying to take out back the criminal empire yeah. from his uncle that killed his dad. Yeah, or or or, you, or I I don't know if you'd want to go Scarface. Or speaking of another remake, people often don't realize is a remake, The Departed. Yeah. So Simba's a man on the inside. Simba's a man on the inside. Or a I like lion this. on the inside. I think this film has legs. Yeah, four of them. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a lion. I did not realize Scarface was a remake. <laughs> So I believe it's your Gary Oldman. It is my Gary Oldman. I would watch a film where Gary Oldman plays a Smurf. Um, what? Hmm? Why a Smurf? Well, you just used Gary Oldman. <laughs> okay. I was Pikachuing it rather than Smurfing it. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> as is, as is your prerogative. <laughs> Go. My next choice. Yep. And this is. Another film I didn't realise was a remake, and reading into what is a remake of... Oh, I didn't even mention that in my choice. I didn't realise Scarface was a remake <laughs> when I watched it. <laughs> nice. You can edit that in. Yeah. Just, just say it clearer now, and I'll just chuck it in at the back of the last section. I did not realise Scarface was a remake. Thanks. So yeah, so I, I didn't realise this film was a remake, and I've read into what is a remake of, and the plot is insanity. So, this is 2000's Meet the Parents. Yeah, I remember you saying this a while ago, or a little while ago at least, and was I was, what? <laughs> yeah, so Meet the Parents, obviously the story of Gaylord Fokker meeting his partner's parents for the first time. Yeah. In the process, he ruins a wedding, loses a cat, and takes part in a weirdly sexually charged lie detector test with Robert De Niro. Back onto De Niro. Yep. Always, always back to De Niro, because he's never far away. Nice. Meet the Parents is a remake of the 1992 film 
Meet the Parents, which is a film written, directed, and starring Greg Glieni. Okay. I mean, this is always a good start when it's written, directed, and starring. It is on YouTube in its entirety. Yeah. And I would strongly recommend it. So I've watched parts of it. Okay. Um, because I only discovered it was on YouTube like earlier this, this afternoon. Um, so the original has like a framing device. So basically it's a guy walks into a petrol station uh, on, on the way to meeting his partner's parents. Right. And he's talking to the attendant and he says, like, oh, you know, the attendant's like, oh, what are you doing? And he says, oh, I'm going to meet my partner's parents for the first time. And he says, oh, you don't want to do that. I've got a story for you. And then goes through the story of Greg and Pam. So in the original, Greg goes to meet Pam's parents, but then, you know, things get a bit out of hand. He doesn't lose a cat. He drowns their dog. Okay. Intentionally. I'm not sure, but there is drowning of a dog. Okay. He stabs the mother in the eye with a fishing pole. Right. And towards the end, there is a running joke through the whole thing that Pam's sister wants to be a singer, but she has no talent. And she thinks Greg works for like a talent agency. So she sings to him and then she, he politely tells her it was okay. Yeah. And then just as Greg is getting thrown out of the house at the end of the film, he hears a scream from Pam upstairs and the sisters hung herself. And so it's also also a a charming family romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And she's written Greg did it on the wall. Damn, okay. Uh, and then the dad walks down the... St- I'm just ruining the entire film, but everyone should watch it anyway. <laughs> the dad then walks down the stairs with a gun. You hear a gunshot, and then you cut straight back to the petrol attendant. Right. Uh, who tells you the end of the story. It's like, oh, did he shot him. It's like, no. He accidentally shot the mum and Pam and then died of a heart attack on the stairs. Greg's fine. Jeez. And then... The reveal at the end, to be fair, is brilliant, and I've got a lot of time for it. The couple then leave, and then someone else comes in, Yeah. and the attendant is like, oh, what are you guys doing? And he says, oh, I'm taking my kid to the circus. Yeah. And then the music cues back in, and the, guy, the attendant says, oh, I wouldn't do that. I've got a story for you. I just find that quite funny. But nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it's insanely low budget, and it's insanely dark, and I can't quite grasp that someone watched that and thought, you know what, there's a family film here. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I suppose maybe it's not necessarily a family film, but at least a... At least a I mean, it's not as dark as that. It, it, it's... it's not Homeward Bound. <laughs> no. It's not Beethoven. No, that, that, that's I can only fair. think of films with dogs in, apparently, at the moment. But it's also not, like, on the scale of... If on one side you've got Homeward Bound... Yeah, oh, and it's and not on... a... <laughs> yeah, and, and on the other side, you've got, like, I was going to go more, your American pies, your oh, road okay. trips, your sex drives. Why? I went, of... I went with a, 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 you know, a more adult comedy. Well, fun, fun, funnily enough, my next uh, point was just, it would be like a Pixar adaptation of the film that won't be named. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because I didn't name the film. Have we ever actually said it out? Yes, we yeah, said it once. we did say it once. And then we yeah. bleeped it every other time. Are we bleeping it this time? We should bleep it, We yeah. should bleep it this time. I, I wish I'd have been able to bleep it when I said it. But... Yeah. So it's just, I, I, I think it's insane. But again, it, it, it's, they've just take, I don't get why you even had to buy the rights to it. 
It's just a story of someone seems, meeting parents. It seems very far removed, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in that, like... So the character names are the same. So Greg and Pam. The title's the same. Greg, uh, Greg Glieni still gets credited as characters by... Oh, really? On the remakes, yeah. So, so this, this is like some kind of like shared universe. <laughs> so his IMDb page is basically entirely Meet the Parents. Brilliant. But yeah, I, I couldn't... Again, this was... Uh, I, read, I, I read the Wikipedia plot of the, the original and assumed someone was lying. And yeah. I w- watched the last 10 minutes of the film to make sure it was real. And it is. I mean, it does... It sounds wild. But can you imagine that like in... <laughs> Can you imagine a family-friendly film ending that way? Uh, no, I can't, <laughs> is the short answer. That's uh, the correct answer. But, yeah, it, it's just fucking mental. And I, I, Again, there is no part of me that thought Meet the Parents was a remake. Again, no. th- 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 this, this out of all of them is... Because like Gone in 60 Seconds I didn't know was a remake, but I feel like maybe I knew. Well, it's, it's one I that don't, you can... Yeah. I don't give it a lot of mental thought, that film, in my day-to-day life. I also feel like it's a, it's a generic enough kind of film that you're like, that's probably has been done before. Yeah, it, it, it at least didn't surprise me that it was a remake. No. Meet the Parent, there is no world where I thought it was a remake. I, especially because it is such like a Ben, that kind of Ben Stiller film as well. Yeah, I know we've addressed it before. However... Since I last asked you, any idea why Ben Stiller is Fred Durst's favourite motherfucker? Uh, no, I can't. I did search the answer, though, last time you brought it up. <laughs> He's on the... I always forget he is on the album. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole skit at the yeah. end, isn't there? Oh, skits and albums. What happened to them? Uh, Spotify. Ah, oh, shit, yeah. Uh, basically. <laughs> because skits don't help the algorithm. Eminem's, a lot of Eminem's early stuff was... Full of skits. Oh, the, um, the Tenacious D album. Yeah, was uh, song skit, song skit. So is it alg- for the for algorithm reasons? Well, that's my assumption because you're yeah. never going to rank highly for a skit. Are you? That skit's never going to hit a playlist to then mm. get pro- propel you. I think if you were a big enough and established enough artist, you can probably get away with it. So I imagine yeah. like if Eminem wanted to ju- drop some skits into his new album releases or something, which yeah. I think he probably has done, to be honest. But. Well, I guess it was also because you, you had two type of skits. You had the the literal like interlude skit, yeah. which was like 15 seconds, and then you would have the 25-minute long final track of the album, yeah, uh, where it would be silence and then something at the end. And I'm guessing that puts on Spotify when there's a lot more visibility on track times. Having oh. a 25-minute song is probably going to put people off from listening to it. Without a doubt, that was actually one of the. Um, so I'm assuming you're referencing the Newfound Glory. Of course one. I am. And the, did did that also uh, scare the shit out? Of oh you? yeah, because I yeah. I remember this was back. So I obviously had the the CD. I had like this really shitty old like boomboxy thing that I used to listen to stuff on. Yeah, that was inside. I had a hi-fi. Look who's come from money. <laughs> 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 that was sat in it was like inside i don't know if you remember i had this really shitty wardrobe that was like balsa, basically like balsa wood and yeah. it was covered in like fabric no i do not remember oh, so your was, balsa it, wood fabric <laughs> it was like in the bottom of this wardrobe and because it was fabric like you could then close it but you could obviously still hear the music so i had it in there i was listening to it listen to the newfound glory album and so it's all tucked away the thing Wait, so finished. so it was 
It didn't have doors. It was just, it was like a curtain. Yeah, it was like a curtain. Okay, I was just imagining like a furry cupboard. <laughs> a furry cupboard. Yeah. That's, so where, like, I keep, that's where like, I keep all my furry cupboards. <laughs> yeah. Like a, like a wardrobe that was coated in fur. <laughs> I mean, I never said fur at all. I said fabric. No, 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 no. But that was my, so like, not, not, not fur, but like. But not 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 fur, but I'm saying fur. Also, what corduroy? Just like uh, you said, fa- fa- fabric. So I'm I just ima- I'm I... just gonna say, just let's let's let Alex do the interior decorating in your new place. <laughs> Look, I, <laughs> I like furry furniture. <laughs> and here's here's our uh, corduroy mirror. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to strain a little bit, but yeah. it does what it needs to do. <laughs> as long as you you're wearing and look like corduroy. Yeah, and our nice khaki sofa. <laughs> oh, where is it? Hey, hey, cam- yeah, I'll, I'll leave. I'll, and, I'll and, leave. And a salmon skin rug. Um. <laughs> anyway, so it was in this, in this. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I have no idea where we are. <laughs> the, bo- the boom box. Boom, boom box in the fabric wardrobe, which was a balsa wood shell. Balsa wood shell with basically a, a fabric that material you, instead of doors. You draped over the whole thing. Okay. Okay, and it was there. I can and mentally it, picture this. And it there. had so the front of it kind of rolled up. It had a, a dow- wooden dowling through it. Okay, you rolled it up, tied the things at the top, and then it was open. So basically, like fabric blinds. I, I don't know why this is. What we're, we're talking with a lot of passion <laughs> about this. Anyway, it was inside here, and the point being, because it was fabric, with even with the thing down, you could still hear the music fine because it wasn't like it was inside a wooden wardrobe yeah. where it would be the music would be dampened. So. It's in there, listening to the song, listening to the album. It must have been on MSN or something at the time, because that's what you did back then. And it had finished, and I hadn't got around to changing it. And then the secret track comes on, which starts with, someone's in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Coming from my wardrobe. (laughs) Terrifying. Yeah, so the the hi-fi I had in my bedroom. Uh, turns out it, it had a timer function on that I didn't realize about. Right. And what, in case you wanted to use it to like help you boil your eggs? <laughs> yeah. So, no. So, the, it, like, it was like an alarm feature, basically. Oh, uh, okay. So, that you could wake up to the, the stereo playing. Yeah. One weekend, my nan came to stay mm. and I slept downstairs and she had the bedroom. Yeah. And I accidentally set the alarm. Right. So my nan was woken up at like half three, yeah. which with, I'm fairly sure, like either Slipknot or Marilyn Manson. Excellent. At slightly too loud. Because I'm assuming there was like a remote for it. So I think I must have accidentally yeah. smashed that. But yeah, that was, that was fun. Because uh, her trying, it's like, so th- just this noise. <laughs> it, it was coming out of your fur, faux fur wardrobe as well. I can't, I can't really yeah. ask. <laughs> It was, it was really weird, and your your your, your bed—it was so so salmon skinny. Uh, but yeah, meet the parents. Didn't realize that was a remake. Uh, the no. two thousand film on IMDb a seven. Uh, the nineteen ninety two original six point six. So again, quite similar. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think anybody who would have watched this film in the nineties would have thought, you know what. I bet this is going to spawn a trilogy featuring Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, it, it's it's probably the one so far that feels it feels the most removed from the original. Yeah. Oh, 100%. All a bit weird. My choice 
So it is. It's a film. <laughs> cool. Um, to be fair, I did look at uh, TV series remakes. Oh, interesting. Uh, but I haven't watched a lot of them, and I think they're all famous, famously yeah, remakes. They've just done um, Saved by the Bell, right? So Saved by the Bell, uh, there's a Four Buddies and a Funeral series now. Okay. There is... Uh... Is that just five episodes long? Yeah. I don't know. Apparently it's quite good. Okay. Um, and then like Stepso and Son. Yeah. Was Samford and Son. Samford and Son. And then there's a couple of other ones. Ever watched an episode of it? No. Yep. Neither have I. Sorry. Continue. It's a film. It's a film. It's 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 not full sand. It's true grit. <laughs> false false sand sounds like. Uh, so I've got this. Uh, I got this balsa wood wardrobe. <laughs> it's, it's, it's covered in uh, fabric. It's like, oh, what? What is it like? Fur? It's like no, no it's, it's false sand. <laughs> you don't want to use real sand. That's cruel. <laughs> It's, it's, it's the texture more than uh, more than anything. Um, yeah. Uh, oh God, I don't, you've got to edit this. Yeah. Um. <laughs> if I'm editing it, I'll throw this out there. I have a horrible feeling. So just for again, peek behind the curtain. Yeah. I have the NFL on while we're doing this episode, so yeah. I can keep track of all the horrible things that are happening. And I have a disgusting feeling that the Vikings are going to lose to the Lions. Oh, that would be. Yeah. That would suck. I'm not alright with that. No. The um, Lions, who are obviously going to remake Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <sighs> where, uh, where were we? Where were we? Full sand, true grit. So, uh, yes, 2010 Coen Brothers movie, um, which I think at the time was probably the main reason I went to see it, because um, I was definitely in a bit of a, like, there was a discovery of all things Coen Brothers around that time. I mean, I even watched Burn After Reading. I liked um, Burn After Reading. It's 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 good. It's not their best. Yeah, I, I think some of the I, they're also like the kind they're the they're the kind of directors where the only reason you watch any of their films is because it's them. Yeah, without <laughs> like a trying doubt. to explain some of the films to people, they just all sound just grotesquely weird. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I what, what's your favorite Coen Brothers song? Ah, oh. I mean, have I'm... you seen that? <laughs> just ah, uh. uh. I, I don't know because they're the kind of directors where. I, th- I will tell you what I think it is, yeah, and then you will say, "Oh, I thought it'd be this one," and then I'll change my mind. Yeah, okay. I think it's "Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou." Yeah. Thanks for choosing my choice. Yeah, <laughs> but "Raising Arizona" is up there, obviously, because it's a Nicolas Cage film. But "Raising Arizona" is just a very good film. Yeah, I I do like Fargo. Yeah, but that that yeah, Fargo is good. But I I don't know. Maybe it's the but then also the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Yeah, no, there we go. It's the Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, no, it is the Big Lebowski. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou is the most... It's got one of the best soundtracks in in cinema. Great soundtrack, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's close between the two, but I think, I, I, I think the Big Lebowski just pips it. Yeah. Because I fucking love that movie. Oh, it's, it's without a doubt fantastic. But yeah, so I uh, true grit. I have to say, I think one of the main reasons I saw it was a, it was a Coen Brothers film. At the time, I was it was the first film that made me it in, endeared me somewhat to Matt Damon. I was I wasn't a big fan of Matt Damon before True Grit, 
but I thought it was quite good in it. And it is a very good cast. Mm. Jeff Bridges is great. Josh Brolin's great. Uh, ooh. Did your notes just peter off as you were... Uh... Oh, no, fun fact. I have no notes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I, I don't know if it's clear this week. <laughs> but I have no notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to work out um because you've got Josh Brolin and Jeff Bridges and the um the Marvel connection basically and I couldn't remember who Jeff Bridges plays. He was Obadiah Stone in Iron Man. That's it. So the f- he was the first Marvel villain. Yes, he was. And the girl in it is quite good, but I don't know what her name is because she's not credited on the poster. Oh, it's Haley Stanfield. Stanfield. I didn't realize oh, that. Right. Also yeah. in Marvel. Twice now. Yes. One of the many, many, many... It's no longer a big deal if you're in Marvel twice, is it? No. No, I think we've kind of got past that. And also when we get to the point of, like, multiverse things and stuff, I mean, it's not going to matter at all, is it? No. There's, that's, that's a very easy get-out. But yeah, but he was another... Yeah, but it's the multiverse, so... It's, it's fine. fine, guys. It's fine. That, um, that's going to be my, uh, my excuse for just everything now. It's the multiverse. So Ian, you're running like, well, oh, multiverse. Other Ian's not. Yeah, it's fine. In the other universe, you're late, so fuck you. <laughs> How could you do that? Yeah. But yeah, just a, just a really good film. I really enjoyed it. It was... Um, I, I haven't watched a huge amount of Westerns in my time. Probably True Grit and then the two Quentin Tarantino Westerns is probably the extent of what I've seen. I, they're good. The, the, the problem... The, 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 there's no way to sound this without me sounding stupid. A good Western is good. <laughs> a bad Western is... Bad. Painfully... <laughs> no, because like, because the way a, a Western is generally slow-burning and character-driven and it's a very particular thing, yeah. and when it's done that bad, it is some of the most boring cinema you can watch. Yeah. No, like, I... it's not just bad, it's dull. Yeah. But, yeah, the good ones are great. Um, Bone Tomahawk... Oh, I've seen more, more horror than western, but it's yeah. definitely a western. Yeah, that's very good actually. So I um, have seen that. There's um, there's one called Hostiles, which okay. is a fairly recent one that's got um, Christian Bale in, and that's very very good. How long did it take you to understand what a sp- what they meant by spaghetti western? Um, immediately, <laughs> because uh, my my dad, we watched <laughs> uh, a serialized version of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Because no. I think like twenty odd years ago, possibly more, I think Channel Four showed it over a couple of days. Okay. They cut it into like hour things each day. Into your and, things. What about everyone else's? Hey. And uh, I, Dad said it was a spaghetti western, and I said, "Sorry, what?" <laughs> yeah. So I think I had the same. I had the same reaction to it, but your dad wasn't there, so I. Uh, I, I <laughs> we'll have to have words. Yeah, I don't know. He, uh, but <laughs> hey, hey, Ian, it's Graham. Can you put your dad on the phone? I've got questions about <laughs> spaghetti western. But um, I think it it was one of the, you know those things where you're like, that's kind of strange. I don't really understand it, but also I'm not going to bother looking into it because yeah. I can't be bothered. So I always just accepted for a long time that things were spaghetti westerns. Maybe they ate it on set. Maybe yeah. that's. But I, yeah. I always prefer Tagliatelle thrillers. <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna, just going to just do this now? Um, pen dramas? Pen? Pen, shit, penne <laughs> dramas. <laughs> I thought you were, we were going back to the works of Sean Penn. <laughs> oh, fuck him. <laughs> uh, 
um, lasagna love stories. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like it could be a very good romantic comedy. <laughs> All around, based around like this this woman whose whose grandma's just died and used to make her a really really nice lasagna recipe. She's just been searching for again all of her life and it turns out that the guy that's fallen in love with her has traveled back to italy found the original recipe and the original ingredients he's learned from the masters of how to make the pasta sheets come back cooked the lasagna for the woman but she dies of cancer <laughs> okay that's not where i thought we, that was going we no, i but, don't know why i went there but you, you can take that bit out oh i'm not going to uh i saw lasagna love stories being more because uh, lasagna loves stories, yeah, it would be like an anthology film set in like an Italian cafe. So like, okay, I would see it being. Uh, who is it that plays? Who is the new um, aunt in Spider Man? Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Yeah, I'd say it, she, she would. She would lead it. Okay, she would run the cafe, and then you're. It's the story of everybody who's gone there to eat nice. lasagna. I like that. I had a fifty layered lasagna. 50? Yeah. That's too many layers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's How thin were the layers? Uh, that feels... <laughs> I don't know why this is a... What counts as a layer? <laughs> I mean, either meat, pasta, sauce, or cheese. No, so like, is that is that a layer? No, each so one meat individually. Layer, yeah. sauce, la- okay, make, yeah. make, okay, less... That's that's less breaching the lower levels of the atmosphere than I thought it might be. <laughs> there was a lasagna place near where I used to work. A lasagna place? Yeah. I mean, that's strange. There was a shop that just sold, like, trays of lasagna. But they were all, like, different types. Was it, was it called lasagna? I mean, this is where we're setting lasagna love stories. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let, let's have a quick... Uh, so it's when I was in Victoria. Uh, in London, not Australia. Even though I did once lie about living in Australia. But that's a different story. <laughs> it was called Mr. Lasagna. Mr. Lasagna. Mr. Nice. Lasagna. And there was one in, or there at least used to be one in Victoria. I don't know if there still is. Oh, nope. Still there? So, 17 different types of lasagna. Interesting. Um, yeah, the, the fifth, I'm pretty sure it's 50 layer lasagna. It was in Toronto I had it. Oh! oh. I have, I have undersold, I have undersold the lasagna. It was a hundred layers. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. That again feels like too many layers. So Mr. Lasagna does a, a traditional bolognese lasagna. Okay. They do a carbonara. Mm. They do like a chorizo roasted chicken one. So it's all different sauces and cheese. Okay. Butternut squash and blue cheese. Interesting combo. Spinach. Spinach in a regular lasagna is a good addition. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's just all they do is lasagna. So anyway, that's uh, we'll add that to the long list of things we said we would do. Yeah. The podcast nobody asked for presents lasagna love stories. Lasagna love stories. It sounds and... like, oh, it, that could be such a shitty podcast spin-off. Oh, it would be fantastic. It and just, like... this week I'll be sharing a lasagna with <laughs> Gary Oldman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to put this out there. If anyone has like a, a, a 10 minute heartfelt love story that they would like to write in to us about, we will produce a special edition episode where between us we narrate it 
as the podcast nobody asked for presents lasagna love stories it doesn't necessarily have to have a italian food based tangent however if it does we're more likely to pick you okay so it's, it's, it's more going to be a storytelling thing than an interview about love over a lasagna yeah i'm not look as much as I would like to spend money on getting an upgraded Zoom thing so we can get someone on to talk to them oh, about yeah, it. True, um, true. We're just going to read it. We're going to go, it's like Jack and Ori style. All right, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, send it to Instagram so Ian can go through it. <laughs> 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 um, but anyway, obviously... Uh, we're, what we're, was the film again? We're back to True, <laughs> true Grit. True Grit, yeah. Because obviously <laughs> True get, Grit was going to get us to Lasagna Love Stories. Lasagna Love Stories. Oh, that's up there in the pantheon of best tangents. Oh, I mean, I, it, Lasagna Love Stories as a t-shirt would be quite good as well. Anyway, yeah, so True Grit is a very good film. And because of the title of this episode, I didn't realise it was a remake. I mean, no. that's not why I didn't realise it was a remake. Because that would be a really weird, like timey-wimey thing from the future that I didn't know it was a remake just because in 12, 11 years time I was going to do a podcast about not knowing it was a remake yeah. but what I mean is in order to fit into this episode it has to be a film I didn't know it was a remake and I didn't <laughs> so it was uh, a film called True Grit uh, from 1969 funny year huh? funny year funny yeah because 69 69 yeah Good when, summer, when, apparently. Ah, oh, you just beat me to the joke. <laughs> I was going to go for the wedding. Oh, it did. It came out in June. So it did come out in the summer of 69. Nice. I mean, it's, it's what the song was about, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The summer of 69 was definitely about True Grit being released. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Starring John Wayne. He's he's a cowboy guy. Oh, really? Everyone John Wayne. knows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I bet he's got a few lasagna love stories. I bet he does. Not uh, just John Wayne. Robert Duvall and Dennis Hopper are also Yeah, Dennis in it. Hopper's in it as well, yeah. Yeah, so, and um, Glenn Campbell is someone called La Bouffe, who I'm assuming is related to Shire, maybe? Possibly. Um, yeah, I, I've not seen it. Shire um, La Bouffe. But it's also well regarded, so 7.4 out of 10 whereas the Coen Brothers one 7.6 out of 10. So again, all of these ones where they have been remakes have been rated better that I've gone through. And maybe that's one of the reasons why typically less aware of them being remakes because they're typically quite good. And you, I think yeah. the remake, oh, it's shit because it's a remake brush, comes out a lot when it's a shit movie. I think it's also a remake of uh, like traditionally American film. Yeah. So I, I think an American audience would know it's a remake a lot more than we might. Because even like John Wayne, John Wayne is an American institution. I don't think I've watched a single John Wayne film. Yeah. And I'm kind of all right with that. Yeah, no, I've, I don't think I've seen any. The closest I've got to a John Wayne film is Shanghai Noon. Because Jackie Chan's character is a pun on John Wayne. Okay. That's, that's the end of my John Wayne experience. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I haven't seen anything. But as I say, I've only seen like four Western circles. I haven't really seen anything with John Wayne in it. But yeah, it's um, it's a good film, the remake. I liked it a lot. Didn't realise it was a remake. Endeared me to Matt Damon. And I mean, I think the biggest and best thing that's come out of it is we now have Lasagna Love Stories. So um, yeah. That's what, that's what the Coen brothers really wanted. Oh, I mean, yeah, I would say so. I mean, they, they're going to do the film adaptation. Who would? Yeah. Okay. Just realised we already just had that conversation. It would be Marissa Tomei. Yeah. 
And would you? I mean, the 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 big question mm. is, who are we going to have in it that's in everything? Like, is it going to be Mark Strong, Donald Gleeson, or Bill Nye? All of them. They're three of the individuals that come ah, in. Ah, I like it. I like it. So it's time for us to narrow down our own choices to a top three list. So out of mine, mm. I think because after reading the plot of it, I still don't think it's real. Number one is Meet the Parents. Yeah. Number two, I'm probably going to go True Lies because even though I I know it's a it, it's one I've known was a remake the longest, but when I found out, I was definitely surprised. Yeah. Especially because I, I think especially when it's a remake that feels so much like a vehicle for that person. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like an Arnie film rather than something you put Arnie into. So it's always a little bit harder yeah. to... Same with, well, I mean, same with Scarface and Pacino. It, it's so Pacino, it's weird to think it was something before him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that means third is gone in 60 seconds because I was very surprised to find out it was a remake. But now I think about it, it's not that... It's not as surprising as the other two. No, I, 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 I would agree with you there. Uh, for mine, I would say... It's kind of a tricky one. Um, I guess Scarface probably number one because, like you say, the, the whole kind of like, it feels like it was a film that was made for Al Pacino. Yeah. Um, then The Thing second... Um, just because I think it's a bit further removed from the like it's obviously very very similar but a bit further removed from the original, yeah. um, and then third place True Grit because I mean like you say there's kind of a there's a lot of Western movies that have been made over the years it's yeah. not that surprising that it, one would be taken and 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 remade with Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Okay. Hmm. All right, so that's our top threes, which brings us on to, which is obviously something we sum up an hour and a half into a podcast, mm. brings on to the point of the podcast, which is obviously to come up with the podcast's combined top three list. Yeah. Because it's what, and I'm not going to be proved otherwise, it's what keeps the world turning. Oh, absolutely. So, out And of, on its very specific axis. Very specific well. axis. Without yeah. this, who knows what would happen? Oh, there'd be an axis of evil. <laughs> That was very, very, very well done. <laughs> You're on a roll. So what's uh, what? What we're going to say is that the combined top three. I have a, a very clear number one <laughs> because I saw your reaction when I told you Meet the Parents was a remake. Yeah, I. That's probably. I think that is the most surprising. Yeah, I'd say Meet the Parents, Scarface. Yeah, I think Scarface is fair. I think yeah, just because of what were I. <laughs> What was your other one that wasn't good in sixty seconds? True lies. True lies. Uh, okay, yeah, I don't. I don't know enough because I haven't seen it. So. Um, oh really? Yeah. It's dated. Right. Okay. It, it, it's it's very good for what it is, but any film that came out in the nineties where the villains are Middle Eastern terrorists, yeah, feels a bit dated now. Right. Um, like they said, it's not in a post nine eleven world. It's not a film you could follow up with. Yeah, okay. Um, but I I still... You, you love it for what it is. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see what you think, having watched it for the first time. Yeah. But yeah, I think Scarface, Scarface is a really interesting one because it's so iconic. It's weird to think it's not original. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones where also a lot of times that people... Like, if you said it to the 
to the man on the street, <laughs> they wouldn't think it was yeah. a remake. And yeah, so I would say that's up there. And then, I don't know really, I'm, I'll be honest, haven't got the mental capacity to choose between the other four. So, um, oh, it's True Lies then. <laughs> you go for I it. Would, I'd go True Lies because, uh, yeah, it, it's. What, what's more surprising about True Lies is that the original didn't, given that the original is supposed to be quite good. Yeah. Um, and I think it starred a lot of kind of. It definitely lent more into the comedy than the action side. Right. But it's just interesting. Yeah, it's, it's more surprising that the original didn't try to get itself a bit more of an audience when the, the remake came out, especially because that's usually what happens after a remake of a foreign language film, at least. So, uh, so yeah, I think we got our top three sorted. Cool. Cool. So, the podcast nobody asked for is top three remakes we didn't know were remakes. Uh, number three, we have True Lies. Number two, we have Scarface. And number one, we have Meet the Parents. Uh, if you agree with our choices, if you're also surprised that they're not remakes, or if you have any other films that uh, blindsided you with their remakedness, mm. then you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for, and you can also become a friend of the podcast over at Patreon at the podcast nobody asked for, where you can help contribute to us making lasagna. Lasagna love stories. Yeah. Lasagna love stories. Yeah, but. Uh, this is the tagline. A lasagna love story always starts with lasagna. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you have some lasagna love stories that you want to share with us, I did say send them to Ian on Instagram, but you could also send us them on Twitter at Nobody Else for Pod with the number four. Um, you can also find us at the same place on Facebook and you can find our website at www.thepodcastnobodyasked4.co.uk. And remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. It does really help us out. And in your review, put any future episode ideas you may have, and we will do the best ones. So uh, Graham's probably going to go have a coffee now. Uh, I um, don't know that that's the best idea, but he's he's <laughs> he's going to mentally prepare himself for doing another one of these. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what we that's what we're going to do. We're uh, our next episode is going to be. <laughs> a good one and we'll explain it to you well for us we'll explain it in a moment <laughs> do a t- 10 minute break absolutely <laughs> <laughs>